Hello, Water Group. Welcome to the February issue of Coffee with the Crew. Well, February is a month of some crazy weather. The Midwest was in a deep freeze and had records amount of snow. Meanwhile, Houston had an ice storm that brought with it power outages, water breaks, and other challenges. But the good news is that spring training is here. Baseball clubs are preparing their teams for the season. And similarly, at Baxter Woodman, we are preparing for the future, having just completed our strategic planning session. You all have now heard from John, and he presented the objectives that the company has for the next five years. We have lots of exciting challenges and initiatives in front of us that we all need to work together on, whether you're in Illinois, Wisconsin, Florida, Texas, working remotely in Washington or Indiana, or even Costa Rica. If we all work together, I'm confident that we will achieve these objectives. Please reach out to the leader of initiative if you're interested in that topic and feel like you could contribute to its success. Brainstorm with your department manager to talk about ways that you can contribute to our success over the next five years. Right now, most groups have a very heavy workload. Please let your manager know if you'll be getting low on work and most importantly, communicate with your client. Let your client know regularly where you're at on a project and confirm when they will be receiving deliverables. If you are behind, Ask your manager or client manager to assist with a difficult conversation if those need to be have. The analogy that I like to use is the cable repair person. Nobody really likes that four hour, eight to 12 window to wait around for that person to show up and fix your cable. And if he shows up after 12, then you're really frustrated. But think about if somebody were to call you a couple days before to let you know that they might be a little late and they'll be there at exactly 1245. Most people would really appreciate it. Maybe they'd be a little frustrated that it'd be outside that window, but they would know exactly when, when it's coming and how to be prepared. Our clients think the same way. Keep them informed, let them know what to expect, let them know what's coming, and our relationships with our clients will grow. So be proactive with your clients and your project teams when you're communicating with them, particularly why many of us are still remote. So be safe, be healthy, and let's go Cubs. Have a great month. Hello, this is Derek Wold, and I'm here with Carolyn Greaves. Hello, Carolyn. Hey, Derek. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Enjoying the snow? Nope, I'm over it. <laughs> I love snow, but I'm done too. I don't love snow, and I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we start out uh, talking a little bit about yourself and you introduce yourself and where you work? Yep, uh, Carolyn Greaves. I work in Crystal Lake office the region manager for this office and uh, associate vice president for the water force and i'm working here for 25 years i just had my 25 year anniversary a month ago yes congratulations Thank that you. was a fun day that was quite a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah we started uh six months from each other yes apart from each yes. other and i remember you went to university of illinois correct and then masters from uh, university of iowa excellent mm -hmm. and i came to work here uh, right after that, and been here ever since. It's same, crazy. Same here. It is crazy. crazy. Time flies when you're having it fun, does. right? It does. We got to fear, share a few laughs preparing for this this morning. I used to roll my eyes at people who had been here for a long time and would talk about the good old days and their metabolism they had when they were in their 20s, and now I totally am one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> we're probably thinking about the yeah. same people. So now that we've been here this long, what is what's the your favorite thing about working at Baxter Woodman? Um, I think it's definitely the people. I think we have an extraordinary company full of amazing people, and it keeps me coming in every day. It makes me happy to work with so many wonderful people in this company. I also think, if I can add a second one, is that we really give 
so many people opportunities if they want to go after them. I think we really support people. And I know people that work for other companies that do not have those same kind of general attitudes and experiences. So I'm really, I think we're really lucky here to have that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that for sure. So do you have a uh, project or accomplishment that uh, you're most proud of? So I'm going to go with um, maybe like a bigger picture and just talk uh, a little bit bigger than, than a project. Sure. I've worked on many, many, many over the years and mm -hmm. a lot I'm really proud of. But I think overall, I'm just really proud of being at this company for 25 years, being part of the water industry, which I personally think is the best industry there is on the planet. I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of being a woman in this industry. I think that's something to be really proud of. And I'm I'm just proud of being able to evolve my career throughout the years and do, I've done many different things here. I've worked with different departments, been department manager, done lots of different things. And being able to have all those challenges in one place, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, agreed. Those are all yeah, those are all things to be proud of yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when you were hired, there were very few, if any, women engineers in the industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was the only woman in this company for engineer for three years. Um, so that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> not not bad, but it was definitely an experience. But you know, I learned a lot and um, I think got stronger for it and you know, made a lot of good connections in the industry because of that. So I was able to look outside of the company to find mentors and other people that kind of helped me out. For sure. And we've changed a lot for the better. We've changed a lot for the better. It's exciting to see. And I'm really excited to see, you know, how things keep evolving over the next couple of years. Yep. Yeah. Very exciting. Exciting times. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move a little bit more into getting to know you better. Uh, what at Baxter, what should everyone at Baxter Women know about you? <laughs> um, I think some people know I love to travel and I, I think one of the reasons why is I was not actually born in this country. I was born in the UK. My family, my parents came over uh, when I was little, like three, but we always went back every year. So every year we flew back to England to visit family. So my whole life, like taking an eight hour flight to go somewhere was just normal. And when I was a very bratty child, all I wanted to do was go to Great America. <laughs> Why do I have to go see another castle in England? But I am glad <laughs> I had that experience because it really did open up the world to me and make me realize how much I love to travel and go places and meet new people. Yeah, for sure. And if you can continue on with that. Yes, definitely. definitely. So do you have a favorite story that you'd like to share with our listeners today? <laughs> I have many, so I had to really filter those for you today. Um, but I decided I wanted to share a story that actually is because of a client. And um, I had a client who's now retired, Bob Cole from the village of Carpentersville, who was a jokester and a trickster at his heart. And he used to like to prank call me all the time and call and call back when we had a front desk and call and say he was Brad Pitt to talk to me and totally confuse the front desk ladies. And um, he would call and leave messages that he needed someone to judge a dog competition because he knew I was into showing my dogs at the time or a horse competition. It was always calling me with pranks. And I was on vacation and got a voicemail that said, hey, we're from the Northwest Herald. We want to interview you. And I thought it was Bob Cole calling. <laughs> <laughs> to prank call me. So I ignored it. I thought, oh, I'll call Bob when I get back. 
And I got two more voicemails that week while I was on vacation. I thought, wow, Bob is really committing to this prank. <laughs> <laughs> he's really taking it to he's really taking it up a notch. And I got back and I was chatting with uh, the ladies in marketing and was telling them the story. And they looked at me and they said, you might want to return that call that is the Northwest Herald. And I returned the call and I had won the, one of the top fully under 40. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, yes. They were a little annoyed with me. It took, it took me that long to return their call, but. I told Bob Cole that story. He loved it. He loved it. He was probably upset he didn't think of it himself. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> All right. So closing thoughts, any favorite movies, books, TV shows that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I have been doing extremely way too much binge watching of Netflix over COVID. Uh, but I will say my two favorite shows, my takeaway is uh, Schitt's Creek. Hands yep. down, comic genius. Same here. And Cobra Kai. Yes. <laughs> You can tell we grew up in the 80s. Very much product of the 80s. It is, uh, it is not well acted, but it is a fantastic show. Yeah. I highly recommend it. And I know you and I are both House Hunters uh, yes, fans as House well. House Hunters International. Yes. Gotta love that too. Gotta love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other closing thoughts? Yeah. I wanted to um, kind of share something I actually recently heard on a podcast. And it's kind of career development, I guess, or just um, you know being part of an industry. Um, so I'm going to repeat this, but then I want total credit for it later. Like I came <laughs> up with it. But the it was a two-parter. And I had heard someone say is when you're working in your job and trying to find your place, take up space. So I translate that to mean be present, be part of it, go after what you want, don't be a wallflower, be part of the industry. You know that's something that um, you know be part, be getting engaged, getting involved. But the second part that I really liked was make space for others while you're doing that, and I think that's extremely important. I think helping the next generation or other people get involved in this industry. You know, sharing your enthusiasm for what you do with other people. I think that is probably one of the most important things we can do here at BMW. Yeah, I think that's great advice for all of our staff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thanks again for your time today. Yeah, it's been good welcome. catching up. Always good to good to see you. <laughs> and here, here's some more stories from you. Well, hopefully your next 25 years is as good as your first 25. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sean O'Dell here with your tip and trick of the month, talking about basics of breathing. There's a lot of different breath work out there that you can practice in order to feel energized or calm down or be present or feel alert or cool down after a long, busy day or, uh, or remove stress. Um, here's just a couple I like to use. Uh, first is a good uh, energetic breath for the early morning. I call it a coffee breath, but it's a one second inhale and one second exhale. Uh, don't do that when you're driving because you might pass out if you do it too long, but that's a really good way of, of being more energized. Uh, a calming breath is a four second inhale, four second hold, six second exhale, and two second hold. The longer the exhale, the more calming effects you have on your system. Or a very popular cool down breath is a four second inhale, seven second hold, and eight second exhale with no hold after that. Uh, feel free to practice with these. Get your own cadence. I like more 20-second to 30-second exhales to calm down, and uh, you will be amazed by the benefits of breathing with more mindfulness. All right? Enjoy yourself. 
Hello from Houston, Texas. This is Mike Kersey with Miles Fabian, and the project we want to highlight this month is known as the Patton Village New Water System. This project is located in Northeast Houston in a small city of Patton Village. The major discipline in this project is drinking water. So Patton Village was established in 1960 and currently serves a population of approximately 2,170 people. We were initially hired to establish the value of the water system that was owned by a private utility company serving the city. Our investigation revealed that the existing water system was questionable at best and may have some serious defects and issues. The value of the system was for the purpose of the city purchasing the system so they could own and completely replace the system. After evaluation of the system, we were hired to design a completely new system consisting of a water plant, including a well, and approximately 15 miles of line. All the work is to be funded by the USDA grant and loan, and we completed the design in 2019 and received final approvals in early 2020 with bidding following. The bid for all the work was approximately $7 million. The project serves a low income area and has a high potential for improving the health and welfare of the area. It will also support future development within the city that will help attract businesses and future residents from which, which will provide additional tax base to improve the financial situation of the city. So I'm gonna turn it over to Miles to kind of talk about the project itself. Thanks, Mike. As you mentioned, the city intended to purchase the system from the investor. However, they, they really needed help understanding what the system was actually worth. The first task we performed was providing this valuation of the system. When we first started investigating, we found a history of frequent line leaks, continual boil water notices, and numerous complaints from residents about low pressure. We discovered the existing infrastructure was worth very little and really offered little to no salvage value. Uh, distribution system piping was aging, it was deteriorated and exposed. Uh, treatment and storage facilities were unreliable, they weren't up to electric, electrical code, and they looked downright run down. Uh, so most everything needed to be replaced to ensure it met drinking water codes and regulations. Our focus during the valuation turned to providing an estimated billable value for the right to sell water within the service area. The client then used our valuation to begin negotiating the purchase of the water system. The next service we provided to the client was preliminary engineering services. So from the beginning, the client understood the di distribution piping needed to be replaced, but there were several viable options for selection of a new water source. None of the existing well sites really offered much laydown space to support construction of a new well. So we ended up evaluating three feasible options, uh, one being a remote off-site well, second option being a new water well at the far end of the city, and the third option was purchasing water from a neighboring city about two miles to the north. We took into consideration capital costs, constructability, uh, we ran energy consumption analysis, short-lived assets analysis, O&M analysis, all, all in order to find the option with the lowest 20-year life cycle cost. The option we ended up recommending to the client didn't necessarily have the lowest capital cost, but we were able to demonstrate it was the cheapest option looking at the total life cycle. So after USDA approval of the PER, we were given the green light on our recommended option for a new system. Uh, the existing topographic information was, was very scarce, so we ended up working with our surveyor to get a topographical survey of all the roads and right away within the city. And from there, we were basically able to, to lay out our system and begin our, our design. Um, some of our big design conflicts uh, included avoiding delineated wetlands areas and deciding where and how to cross a large creek that bisected the city. Uh, we ended up specifying a long run of HDPE pipe to be directionally drilled. 
Another major item that slowed us down was the city had just converted from private septic to a public gravity sanitary sewer system and as built and they were just terrible. So we ended up performing some boots on the ground inspection in some areas to determine sanitary flow lines and locations of force main. By the time we completed design, I think what we were most proud of is we provided them an accurate understanding of their sewer system as well. Uh, something the, the city really has, has greatly benefited from. One of the things that I, I thought was imperative during the process and what we did a good job was maintaining communication in our relationships. As often happens during projects of this magnitude and time frame, uh, there was city council turnover, there was a mayoral change, there were changes in the city operations staff. So a lot of key people we needed buy-in from throughout the project uh, were, were changing over, it was changing hands. So communication was paramount throughout this project just to make sure everyone knew what the original goal of the project was. Uh, one of the cool features about this project was the city wanted to replace the existing meters with smart meters. Their operations team was understaffed and meter reading was taking really a lot of their time. Um, it was my first introduction to smart metering technology. Uh, I learned a lot from interacting with different vendors. Um, because of the tight budget, we needed competition among those meter vendors and the city really looked to us to write a tight spec to ensure not only a quality product, but a vendor with a quality support staff that could speak the language to a billing department and be there for technical support throughout the conversion period. And proud to say that as of today, we're over halfway complete with meter conversion and the city billing staff is preparing for their third round of meter training next month. So with that, I'll turn it back over to Mike. So when we look at this as a, what would you show your family? We're really proud of the way we're serving an underprivileged area and providing them with clean, safe and reliable water system. So we'd really show them the whole place, the whole, the whole system. Uh, one of the things that we think is the city will rehire us in the future because we've been the first engineer to provide them with more than the minimum requirements. And we, at the conclusion of the design, the city had their first real map of their system, and they've also indicated to us that we have exceeded all their expectations. The biggest takeaway from this project is to be sure your client's financial position and communicate how payment will be made. Due to the fact that this was a USDA grant, Payment wasn't made until after the project was bid, which was two years after initiating design. That caused a real crimp in our cash flow. In addition, the option selected was not the cheapest up front, but was the least expensive over 20 year period. So remember to look at the life cycle cost, not just the initial cost. We really believe this is a project that's worthy of an award and we have significantly improved the health and welfare of the public. So once the project's complete, we will be intending to apply for awards. Thank you for listening and have a great day.